This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of I Want to Matter. Your life is too short and too precious to waste. Written and narrated by New York Times bestseller Kathy Lee Gifford. Available now everywhere you get audiobooks. This is Matt Woodley with Monday Morning Preacher, and that was the voice of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He was preaching at Cornerstone Baptist Church on May 29, 1966. Our guest host for today is Reverend Lawrence Aker III, and Lawrence is a friend of mine from Brooklyn, New York, and he is the current senior pastor at Cornerstone Baptist Church, where Dr. King gave that sermon. Uh, Lawrence, it's great to have you with us today. Thank you, Matt. Honored to be a part of it. Monday Morning Preacher is a production of Christianity Today, which actually produces two other great podcasts. First, we have a podcast called The Calling, an interview show about the nature of church leadership, its joys, its struggles, and how God has uniquely wired people to work within his church. Each episode, we feature one Christian leader, one calling, one honest conversation. And then search Christianity Today and check out our other podcast called Quick to Listen. So um, you've told me before that Dr. King often stopped at Cornerstone Baptist Church uh, at various points in his life and ministry. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the connection between Dr. King and uh, the church where you pastor right now? Yes, well, the pastor at the time, Dr. Sandy Frederick Ray, had a long relationship with the King family, he went to Morehouse College with Daddy King, Martin L. King Sr. Uh, actually, Dr. Ray was referred to as Uncle Sandy by young Martin Luther. And so as their relationship progressed, as ministry progressed, they had a strong mentor-mentee relationship. So May 29, 1966, Dr. King came to Cornerstone Baptist Church to preach a sermon what was the occasion for the sermon? That was actually a grand day in our church history. The church had completed a stewardship program that they called the Mountain Climb to build a state-of-the-art community center. And so this was phenomenal for the mid-60s for an African-American church to do something like this. And so Governor Nelson Rockefeller of New York was the speaker for that morning. And then for the afternoon, it was topped off by none other than this great American prophet, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. So this is an original sermon. Uh, it's never been published anywhere else. And a little backstory in our history, how we came to put this on PreachingToday.com. I was visiting you and your wife, Cynthia, and your family out in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. And you guys had me over for some amazing catfish and greens and uh by the way, I'm available to come out anytime, okay? Standing invitation. Thank you, Lawrence. I appreciate that. So we were talking about a couple things. We were talking about preaching. We were talking about Cornerstone Baptist Church, and you showed me this CD of this sermon from Dr. King, and I said, has that ever been transcribed and published? And, uh, and then what happened from there, Lawrence? Yes, well, it's something that's in our archives, and a few seminaries 
have it in their archives and a uh, great historical day. And we're just honored that more people get the chance to hear Dr. King in this context. So give us a little bit about the historical context behind this sermon. Uh, put it in the timeline of Dr. King's life. What was going on in his life? Well, as you said, this is May 29th, 1966. Historically, we know that Dr. King will live basically two more years. He's in the prime of his life. He's already been Time Magazine Man of the Year. He's led the epic Montgomery bus boycott. He's won the Nobel Peace Prize. He's done the historic March on Washington, 1963. So this is just a few years removed. And and so right now he, he is going around uh, great uh, adulation, if you will, from the African-American community. But he also has really uh, just, just a mark on his back, an X on his back, because he's dealing with bomb threats. He's dealing with death threats. He's dealing with the FBI. He's dealing with the Ku Klux Klan. He's dealing with all types of white supremacists who are telling him uh, daily that, you know, tomorrow will be your last day of life. His family's being threatened. And so he's living He's living in between uh, two, two zones. He's not in the comfort zone, but he is going uh, as a prophetic force of God. Yeah, really powerful. Well, we're going to let's listen to this clip and then we'll break it down. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin sick soul. Then they came with another verse that I like. Sometimes I feel discouraged. I'm not going to fool you this afternoon. Sometimes I feel discouraged. Living every day under the threat of death, sometimes I feel discouraged. Having to stand amid the surging moment of life's restless sea, sometimes I feel discouraged. Having to face the problems and the frustrations, sometimes I feel discouraged. Many days in Alabama, I felt discouraged. Many days in Mississippi, I felt discouraged. Many days in the ghettos of the North, I felt discouraged. Many days as I've lived life, I felt discouraged. And there have been times when it was difficult to sleep at night. And I go on and sing this song. Sometimes I feel discouraged and feel my works in vain. But then the Holy Spirit revives my soul again. I've seen the lightning flash. I've heard the thunder roll. I've felt sin breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. I heard the voice of Jesus being still to fight on. Yeah. 
So, Lawrence, listening to this sermon now about 50 years later and knowing the historical context, what uh, what are you feeling as a, as a preacher, as a pastor? Well, it's mixed emotions. I, I think in many ways it, it's a message of, of courage and, and encouragement, but also I think this particular sermon, because it is at Cornerstone, you get almost homiletical chill bumps because you realize this happened right in our community. And uh, it's very encouraging. I think on the flip side of it, the amazing thing, maybe the, the more tragic sense, is that a lot of the social ills that Dr. King is speaking of in terms of poverty, educational challenges, we are still 50 years later facing a lot of these uh, same societal ills and challenges, still with uh, crime, still with uh, inequities with education, still with housing challenges. And so these are still battles that we're fighting 50 years later. Yeah. You know, uh, what strikes me is there's a real sense of heaviness uh, on his heart and a real sense of uh, honestly just pressing into those things and pressing into those issues and how they're impacting him personally. Um it's very, very raw, honest, um, and yet there's this crying out to the Lord um, that just seems unquenchable in him, um, just really powerful. Um, you know, Lawrence, what would you say about just preaching with courage based on Dr. King's life and his ministry? How did he exemplify a preacher who preached with courage? Well, I think just like the the prophets of the Old Testament, uh, as Ezekiel, I mean, he went to the river and he he was among the people. Dr. King is not removed. He's not in an ivory tower. He's not a professor just making recommendations or, or citing these challenges. He is living through them. He's not tucked away in the suburbs of a particular city, but he lives and faces discrimination every day. In the I Have a Dream speech, he talks about how his children, he has a dream that they will be able to go to amusement parks and that they will be able to enjoy the same benefits. He's lived these challenges. And so his courage comes from seeing some of the victories. He's still engaged with battles with Lyndon Baines Johnson, and he's talked with JFK and RFK. He's had relationships with them. He's been a frequent guest at the White House. And so he is right in the mix of one of the greatest revolutions in the history of America. And he, so he's seen some improvement, but he has not seen a lot. And yet and still, he's, he's encouraged to, to go all the way. Yeah. You know what uh, strikes me about this sermon from Dr. King in particular is uh, somebody has defined courage as not the absence of fear, but it's not letting fear control you. And you see that. um, And that's just really remarkable and a a great lesson for us as a preacher. Um, You know, Lawrence, what would you say um, for most of us as preachers? I mean, we're not getting death threats. Uh, The FBI is not hounding us. Um, what does it mean to preach with courage for just most of us um, preachers who aren't in the same context as Dr. King? Well, I think one would have to assess their own zip code. You have to look at your own situation. 
and just really ask, looking at the scope of the United States today, looking at the scope of the world, what can I personally do to be a change agent? Preaching and ministry is venue-specific. And so just looking in your own context, there's always a need. And so just really asking and being mindful of uh, the resources that you've been blessed with, the talent that you've been blessed with, are you maximizing it? What what can you do for someone else? I think that was one of the great things about Dr. King, that he had uh, the great songstress, Mahalia Jackson. He said, don't talk about my degrees, don't talk about my awards, but just make it plain that, say that Dr. Martin Luther King helped others, that, that if I can help somebody along the way, then my living will not be in vain. And that, that was a, a song that they sang at his funeral, if I, if I can help somebody. Check out Christianity Today's other podcast, The Calling, an interview show about the nature of church leadership and all the joys and struggles that come with that calling. Each episode features one Christian leader, one calling, and one honest conversation. You know, Lawrence, Dr. King, it doesn't sound like he thought a lot about, like, I'm being really courageous. I mean, it sounds like he was just thinking much more about, I just want to be faithful. I want to be faithful to the Lord and his calling in this particular time. Does that does that sound right? I, I would think so. I would think so, because he was living under a death warrant. So he never knew when his actual last day would arrive. But he knew the threats that were lurking in every city. And yet and still, he pressed forward and continued the, the civil rights agenda, continued, as he would say, uh, Louis Baldwin, one of his biographers, talks about the beloved community in which he was in, in search of just uh, a quixotic quest to get there and to push and to and to make this a reality. Lawrence, I want to ask you real personally, what does preaching with courage look like to you? For me today, in, in the context of Brooklyn, New York, uh, great borough, great place for ministry, but we have urgent needs. As I said, a lot of the things that Dr. King spoke about 50 years ago, they're still prevalent in society and in our community. And so for me, preaching and collaborating with other pastors, other groups and associations that can stand and try to eliminate these eels. That, that's what it looks like for me. Lawrence, thanks so much for being our guest host today, telling us about Dr. King and what it was like for him preaching on courage. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. This is Matt Woodley with Monday Morning Preacher and Preachers. We just pray that the Lord would fill you with his courage to preach in your zip code the message that the Lord is laying on your heart. This episode was brought to you in part by The Compelled Podcast, which uses gripping, immersive storytelling to bring Christian testimonies to life. Listen to missionaries, addicts, martyrs, and more who have seen Jesus at work in unbelievable ways. Listen on your podcast app or compelledpodcast.com.